Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Show podcast. I'm Carol Topp from homeschoolcpa.com. And I have got a podcast episode for you of a question I'm asked by homeschool leaders quite frequently, and that is, is my homeschool group required to have 501c3 tax-exempt status? So that's what we're going to cover in this podcast, and I hope it's going to be helpful and interesting to you. And please feel free to share it with other homeschool leaders in your area that might be wondering about this important question. So typically what happens is I'm pretty active on social media, Facebook, Twitter, stuff like that, mostly Facebook. I help moderate a Facebook page, a Facebook group called I Am a Homeschool Group Leader. And sometimes on that Facebook group, um, questions will pop up like, do we really have to have 501c3 tax exempt status? It sounds like too much paperwork. And or uh, a leader emailed me recently and said, hey, we're an only online group. We, we only exist online. We organize field trips. We don't collect any money. We don't have a checking account. We don't have an employer identification number. Do we need 501c3 tax exempt status? Or sometimes the groups are really small and they're operating just like all in cash. And, you know, do they need the extra paperwork and the fees to, to become 501c3 tax exempt? Or, you know, just different kind of scenarios like that. They don't want the benefits that 501c3 status gets them. Uh, like they don't care about accepting donations. They don't care about fundraisers, stuff like that. So all these things, all these groups will come at me and they'll ask the same question. Do I have to have 501c3 status? Well, no, the answer is really no, you don't. You can certainly run your activities without the benefits of 501c3 tax exempt status. By the way, 501c3 is part of the IRS code that gives tax-exempt, which means tax-free status, to certain organizations, those that have a purpose that is either charitable, educational, religious, and a few more, like scientific, literary, stuff like that. Most of the organizations uh, are charitable, religious, or educational that are 501c3s. So, little sidelight there. Okay, the problem is, if you are collecting money... That's a big if. Some of the groups don't. Like I said, they don't collect money. Um, But if you collect money and render services, how do you think the IRS would look at your organization or even your state department of revenue? How would they look at your organization? You're collecting money. You're delivering a service of some kind, even if it's just collecting money for field trips and you're delivering the field trip, right? You know, do they see you as, well, there's different possibilities the way the IRS could see you, but but as a CPA, as I am, I'm, I'm a certified public accountant, I always think about money and I think about taxes because I'm trying to keep you guys safe and legal. So it does concern me, if the IRS looked at your organization, would they say, oh, you know, you don't have tax exempt status, therefore, well, you should be owing taxes <laughs> uh, if you have a surplus. Well, well, then what kind of tax form should you file? And it becomes kind of confusing. So 
let me explain basically how the IRS would see your organization and then you're going to have to pick which one of these are you and then follow through with what is the next step, you know, uh, to either be in compliance with the law. Okay. So uh, there's a couple different things that, you know, if, if your organization is, um, maybe more social than educational, like you're, you could be seen in the eyes of the IRS as a 501 C seven social club. Okay. And, and this might fit the, um, the groups that are there just for networking or they're there just for support meetings and don't have a strong educational focus. Well, I've written lots about 501c7 social clubs. You can find some great information about that on my blog at homeschoolcpa.com or a little more in-depth information in my book, The IRS and Your Homeschool Organization. But um, basically, uh, 501c7 social clubs can um, self-declare their tax-exempt status, meaning they don't have to apply for tax-exempt status, they get it automatically. Okay, little caveat here, they're still supposed to be filing an annual report with the IRS in order to maintain their tax-exempt status. That annual report is probably, well, it's called a Form 990. There's three kinds, 990, 990-EZ, and 990-N. So even though you, as a social club, you don't have to go apply for tax-exempt status, it's granted to social clubs kind of automatically. You have to maintain it by telling the IRS every year, oh, we still exist, we still exist, we still exist. Okay. It might be more likely that your homeschool group is an educational organization, and although you're not required to have 501c3 tax-exempt status, you, you probably want the benefits of it. You know, so you can participate in fundraisers like Box Tops for Education. So you can get discounts on insurance and, and things like that. So you um, don't worry about paying taxes, ultimately. So maybe you're an educational organization and you should be applying. I can help you with that. Find uh, my contact page over at Homeschool CPA and we can talk about getting your organization 501c3 tax-exempt status. Now, some groups are not so officially either social clubs like a support group or educational organizations like a homeschool co-op or hybrid or whatever you call yourself. You might see yourself, hey, we are just a group of friends that come together. We pool our money for a group activity. Uh, Like, you know, we just get together and we go on field trips. I I was talking to this, this woman online and... She explained, you know, we just organize field trips and, you know, you have to give your money to the field trip coordinator and, and we, they see themselves as a group of people doing that stuff. So yes, you can operate that way. Do they need 501c3 tax exempt status? No, probably not. They're, they're what I would just call a group of friends who went out to dinner and split the check, right? I'll put money into the middle and split the check. The the difficulty or the limitations of operating like that, just the gathering of people to pool money for, you know, one activity at a time, is that basically you're probably going to have to deal with cash or electronic cash like Venmo or PayPal or something like that. You're, you're not going to have a checking account. You're probably not going to have official name. You're not going to have an employer identification number. And you may say, fine, I don't want any of those things. But then you're also kind of limited. 
you know, you might limited in what you can do. It might be very difficult if you want to go rent space somewhere. Well, then you can't do it in the name of the organization because you don't have a checking account. You, your organization maybe doesn't even have an official name or entity or identity. So it's perfectly possible to operate that way as just this gathering of friends, but you are definitely limited. And the way homeschooling is growing, what might start out as this group of friends is probably going to fairly quickly in a few years grow into an activity that needs to get more formalized with, you know, a, a, a name, um, maybe even some founding documents like bylaws, a leadership team, a board. Yep. Sorry, but you are handling people's money and delivering a service. So you have to kind of step into the responsibility that comes with that. Okay. So I talked about three ways the IRS might see you. A 501c7 social club who can, are basically automatically tax exempt, but they need to maintain it by filing a report every year with the IRS. Or an educational organization, that's what most homeschool groups are, um, eligible for 501c3 status, probably needs to get around to applying for it. Maybe you're just simply a, a gathering of friends, although that's very limited in what you can do because you probably have to deal in cash or electronic payments and or the last one ultimately the IRS might see you as a business and should be paying taxes so sometimes this is what I have to tell groups if you don't have tax exempt status for your organization either either as a 501c7 social club 501c3 educational organization then you're supposed to be paying taxes you have collected people's money you have delivered a service we have an income tax here in the United States. <laughs> you, you are basically a business in the eyes of the IRS until you apply for and are granted tax-exempt status. In other words, just being a nonprofit in your state is not good enough in the eyes of the IRS. You can be a nonprofit and still have to pay taxes. So just being a nonprofit in your state, if you've even done that, and just getting an employer identification number, checking the box in, your nonprofit's not good enough. There's more to it. If you don't have tax exempt status with the IRS, you should be paying taxes. That's the bottom line, folks. That's the other only alternative. Maybe, like I said, you can get by with that gathering of friends idea, but um, it's it's uh, very limiting. And I bet some of those groups would probably uh, need to be thinking about getting tax exempt status for their organization. So, I don't know if that helped or if that, if that made it worse, <laughs> but I'm trying to be helpful. So, you know, go, go check out my book, uh, The IRS and Your Homeschool Organization. You can find it in paperback or ebook, um, very reasonably priced. Discuss this with your board. Bring it up. You know, you don't keep burying your head in the sand and saying, well, we've never had to do anything with the IRS before. Guess what? The IRS changed their laws. They changed their rules, okay? Actually, they did a lot of changes in 2007 and more in 2014. So if you're relying on very old information, more than 10 years old, and a lot of groups have been around longer than 10 years and haven't thought about <laughs> dealing with the IRS or tax-exempt status in 10 years, might be time to think about it. I, I would like you to, to share this information with other people in your area, however you do that, you know, sending them an email and saying, hey, you know, do you, if your group has been around for a long time, have you become aware of some of the changes the IRS implemented in 2007 about, you know, tax-exempt status and, and, again, in 2014? 
point them to my website homeschoolcpa.com have them start reading some stuff or um, maybe they want to join the Facebook group I am a homeschool group leader although I will tell you that sometimes it's very difficult to answer questions accurately on a social media platform because there's so much involved in figuring out what's your group's best you know um advices what i'm trying to say is it's difficult for me to give too much advice on a platform like facebook or social media because i don't know the particulars of your organization and so that's where you know what a phone consultation might come in very handy i do a lot of those with homeschool groups because each group is a little unique i want to find out where you're coming from what your history is where you're going and what are the best options for you and your group at this point in your life So I hope that's helpful. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, If the podcast has been helpful, do me a favor and just share it. That's what I want. I try to do this, of course, free to you. But in return, I would love if you would uh, tell other people about the podcast and actually about the whole Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. There's a lot of other great podcasts for homeschoolers, by homeschoolers to help you Uh, run your own individual homeschool or in this case your homeschool organization thanks thank you for joining the dollars and cents radio show with carol top here at the ultimate homeschool radio network for more helpful information visit carol at her website homeschoolcpa.com